0: My name's Manny and this is my best friend Hank. I used to be dead, but then he brought me back to life. And we were lost out there in the woods for a very long time, but we survived because I have special powers. That's
1: grass. <laughs> Welcome to The Fluent Nerd, a not-so-serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love-hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. This week we're talking about...
0: Uh, Swiss Army Man, which, as far as love-hate, it's, like, right in the middle.
1: (laughs) Now, okay, I was gonna do a read-off of the text I sent you yesterday when we were discussing this movie. (laughs) I don't have my phone with me, but it went something like Neil... I'm warning you now, you're going to hate this movie more than anything we've ever watched. (coughs) And you're like, eh, fuck it. It's got Dan Radcliffe. I'll give it a chance. I was like, okay. And then when you started bitching, when we watched it, I said, refer to the text.
0: (laughs) Refer to the sacred texts. I had
1: no qualms. I was like, bitch, I told you. (laughs) You're going to hate this. (laughs) And I was right. (laughs) I
0: I never said you were wrong. I never (laughs) once said you were wrong. Um, This movie, I... mm,
1: so it's difficult to talk about.
0: Yeah, the plot, right? So um
1: I'll it give it start- this, it had an interesting plot. If you took out all the stupid uh, everything that made the movie the movie, if you took all that out, the plot itself wasn't bad. Uh, the guy finds a body and it progresses on a beach and it progresses. Yes. The first two minutes of the movie yes. were great until Danny Radcliffe came back. Yeah, first two <laughs>
0: minutes were fucking fantastic before Danny Radcliffe opens his mouth. Uh <laughs> So, we have Hank Thompson, who's a young 20-something, apparently marooned on an island in the middle of nowhere. He's in the middle of trying to hang himself, or about to try to hang himself.
1: Looks ragged, beat up.
0: Yeah, he looks like he's been there for a long, long time. Um, He sees a corpse wash up on the beach, and uh, he, you know comes down or actually, you know, accidentally snaps down. Himself, yeah. yeah. He he accidentally slips on the cooler that he had and begins hanging himself, but the rope snaps. So then he runs over, which already super dark. Runs over, tries to, you know, resuscitate it or whatever, finds out that all it does is it's farting incessantly. Which so, is
1: uh the cards against humanity card, isn't it? Daniel Rycliff's delicious asshole. Oh God. It is. It's cards against humanity Car. Uh, it might be. I did not I haven't played that, that, that game in a while.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, he uh, as as he can't get the corpse to run, he takes his cloth belt, <laughs> and resumes trying to hang himself. But then he sees that the tide's coming and pulling the body out, and then it's farting and like you know propelling him around. So then he jumps off uh, and jumps onto Daniel Radcliffe's body and rides him like a jet ski to the mainland.
1: That's. The beginning of this movie.
0: That's the first ten minutes of this movie.
1: Um, <laughs> it doesn't then, get any better.
0: It, it it's it, that's 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 the height of it. That's, that's definitely the, the height of the movie.
1: That's all you need um, out of this movie is the first five minutes. <laughs> I'll just be honest. You can stop watching it there. It's
0: also the only part of the commercial that sold this movie to anybody is him riding Daniel Radcliffe's body like a jet ski. I didn't even um, see the So anyway, so they end up getting to the mainland. It seems somewhere in like the Pacific Northwest. Um, Manny's body begins to like, he's able to use it for things like it, it for water. He uses it for like a hammer. Um, and then the body starts being able to talk and learning things. And Hank starts teaching Manny, the corpse, uh, that seems to be, I guess, coming back to life or something, um, about life and everything you know, about it's, like masturbation.
1: And <laughs> it's like he's it, kind of a zombie. But not nearly in the traditional sense. He's equally useless as a regular zombie, but in different ways.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Like he can speak where a regular zombie can't usually speak, but he can't really like chase anyone down and eat him. He can barely move on his own accord. And that's only towards the end that he can move at all.
0: Yeah. And even then. But he is seems to
1: be spring loaded. So you can selectively use the rigor yeah. mortis on his arm to load the arm also, and chop firewood. When he puts
0: an anchor in his body and he squeezes his chest, he's used as a grappling hook.
1: Yes, he also um, – if you um, squeeze on him, it propels methane out, and if you spark yeah. it at the right time, so, you can fight so to fireball. The,
0: yeah, the crux of the movie is, is Hank teaching Manny about love, and specifically his potentially non-remembered love of a girl named Sarah, who actually was a girl that Hank saw on the bus every day but never had the courage to talk to. Um, yes. He had a photo. He has a photo that he secretly took of her. That he put as his wallpaper on his phone because that's the thing normal
1: people do. Dude, I'm a creepy motherfucker. Like no way around it. But <laughs> goddamn, that's that's a
0: that's level some next me. level creep right there. I've that never, that, like, that takes an innocent crush and puts it into stalking. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so Hank, to help Manny learn how to love and get home, impersonates the the girl, Sarah, and they build a wonderful assortment of different things, like going on a drive and hanging on the bus, going to the movie theater. And it's all built with this junk that they find in the forest.
1: Watching Jurassic um, Park. Yeah, watching Jurassic Park. Really seems uh, to be into Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think one of the writers or directors is like probably a big fan or something. But um, at some point um, – Hank tells Manny that the phone was actually Hank's, not Manny's, and that Sarah was the girl that Hank liked. And Manny, like, starts saying, like, oh, I wish I was dead again. And he's, like, sending these weird thoughts into into Hank's head that causes him to fall out of a tree, get attacked by a bear. Manny ends up finally moving on his own at one point and saves Hank from the bear and then carries him on his back to Sarah's house (laughs) where – Yes. She just have uh, to live we on the edge learned, of the wilderness. Allegedly. Yeah, we also learned that when yeah Hank was on his phone and he actually got signal, he looked on her Instagram and she's like married with a kid. Um, they find her daughter in the backyard and Manny starts showing him all his weird tricks, uh, like the erection trick, <laughs> and um, you know yeah, Sarah you comes out her. and and then the end of the movie is just a big clusterfuck. Like um, there's like. <laughs> He tells him hey, I've been stranded for a while. They try to help him. They get the news crew, some cops, and everything. They get Manny's body on a gurney. Uh, Hank's dad comes, and uh, it starts well, off as
1: like a local human interest yeah. piece. Like this guy wandered out of the woods and he's been living there for months, and you know he's been saved. But then they start think they start discovering things that aren't adding up. Like, why does your phone have pictures of this woman? Yeah, yeah, the cops have his
0: phone today? and they show him to Sarah like, ma'am, you should take a look at this. And she's like, what yeah, the fuck? <laughs>
1: he did not just wander to your house by chance. Like, he yeah. even showed up in your yard because he's been stalking you.
0: And it turns out the places they've been this whole time is like 30 yards into the woods behind Sarah's house.
1: Yeah, he's just been sitting behind her house creeping on her. Creeping Probably. on
0: her for God's know how long. <laughs> Until he and... made
1: a friend who happened to be a bridge-jumping deceased Harry Potter. <laughs>
0: And then, you know, he – as they're taking Manny's corpse away, he grabs the corpse instead, slides down into the woods. They have a big chase scene. They're on the, uh, they're on the beach. Oh, and it, they do say that uh, Manny's body was evidently a bridge jumper, a suicide. Yeah. Um, and they get down to the beach. They're arresting Hank for God knows something. what, but he needs to be arrested for something. He's uh, a creep. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Manny's corpse begins farting and propelling itself into the ocean to some people's delight and others disgust and then literally a V the end pops up at the movie at the end of the movie and that's
1: that's your fucking movie yeah well uh we'll come back in a minute and talk more about this train wreck all right so paul dano plays hank hank thompson when we were watching the movie, I told you to pay attention to his name. Have you figured yeah, it out yet?
0: Yeah, I know. I, I never figured we'll, it out. We'll get there. I, I, I want to say it's something to do with like hang, hangman, or hanged. No, okay.
1: Um. So he was in There Will Be Blood. He was like the young preacher guy. Remember that?
0: Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Oh my uh, God! He was the. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's yeah. That's an he amazing was
1: in part. Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, he's gonna be in the Batman. He's Ed Nigma. He's the Riddler. Oh, he's th- that. I okay. See him? I as think the Riddler. he'd
0: make a good Riddler. He's a
1: little unsettled. I yeah. will say the Ed Nigma in Gotham is fantastic. All right, good to know. If you ever watched that, um, he was in Cowboys and Aliens, Where the Wild Things Are, and he was in The Sopranos. Which, by the way, it's time to rewatch The Sopranos if you like that show because they're making a prequel with James Gandolfini's son playing young, um, what's his name? Tony Soprano. Yeah, young Tony in the '60s. It's gonna be epic. So that's, go rewatch yeah, that's, The Sopranos. That's,
0: that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe plays Manny. He's obviously Harry Potter. He was in Horns. Harry Potter. Horns. The Simpsons, obviously. Uh, Guns Akimbo, which is a horrible movie. It's uh, I don't want to say it's worse than this one, but it's on par. Uh, Victor Frankenstein uh, and The Woman in Black. And he showed his wiener in a, in a play, I think.
0: <laughs>
1: and the only other major uh. character in this movie is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who plays Sarah. She's yeah, who's in it for, yeah, just a little she's, bit. Ramona Flowers.
0: Oh my god, how did yeah. I not see that?
1: Right. Uh, she's one of the main characters in the new Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie. I will never she, see that. I think that. she's Huntress is what it is. I will because I, I find that woman very attractive.
0: I, I guess if I mute the movie, it'll be fine. <laughs>
1: Damn. Uh, she's in 10 Cloverfield, that whole series, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, she's Mary Todd Lincoln in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Wait, she's Ramona in,
0: Flowers and Mary yes. Todd Lincoln are the same person? That's amazing. She's
1: in the remake of The Remake of the Thing. It's like the oh. 2011 or 20-whatever version. Right. I haven't seen um, it. She's, um, what's-his-name's-daughter in Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's in Death Proof and Final Destination 3.
0: Jesus Christ, she's in a lot of shit.
1: Also, you're going to like this or hate this, I don't know. She <laughs> caused and McGregor's uh, divorce recently. Because she's been banging him, so our hero is also banging Ramona Flowers. <laughs> I have the
0: high ground. <laughs> it's over. It's over Anakin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more prequel meme jokes in there, but yeah, yeah. she's uh, she's banging Hughie McGregor, who apparently has like three or four kids, and. Completely from what I've read, has completely abandoned the wife and the three kids at this point for her.
0: Oh, come on, man. Don't be, yeah, a, it turns out I he's wanna... a piece of shit <laughs> damn it, Ewan.
1: <laughs> uh, we still love you. Please come on the show. <laughs> uh, okay, never come on the show. <laughs> no, no, he won't. All right, so uh, Paul Dano revealed in an interview that he wanted to be in the movie after hearing a one sentence synopsis from the directors. Specifically, the directors Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert said they wanted to make a movie where the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry. hmm <laughs> Yeah. Listen, if you have listened to the show for any period of time, you'll know that I'm kind of a movie crier. I did not cry at this movie. <laughs>
0: no, no. I, app- I, like, I didn't even get I did a laugh. The,
1: but it was mostly out of the disbelief. Mo- it was more out of the
0: absurdity of it.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a... Uh, yeah. Obscene and absurd. Yeah.
0: yeah. uh, It's it's a big fart joke mixed with a dead body joke mixed with the weird shy kid joke. I don't – I didn't yeah. get it. Let me just put it that way. I
1: got it, and that's why I didn't – Well, like I, I guess get it, it doesn't – I
0: guess bad. not getting it isn't really what I mean. I didn't – I didn't
1: – it didn't yeah. – It didn't have a deeper layer like it was trying to have.
0: Yeah. It was a little bit too self-aware.
1: Yeah. All right. So Dan Radcliffe actually promoted the movie in LA and New York City by walking around with a Manny doll. He took it to fan conventions. Like a uh, full inter- size? Yes, of oh, himself. that's amazing. And he even rolled, ro- rode roller coasters with it.
0: <laughs> Again, Dan Radcliffe is what sold this movie to me.
1: Yeah. So, obviously, there is a fake Danny, Dan slash Manny mannequin. It that um. there's only a few scenes they actually used it in, and they would kind of just toss it in there for Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can tell when they're using the 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 dummy yeah you pretty much can yeah yeah all right so paul dano's character is named hank thompson which is a reference to tom hanks from castaway Uh, right it's clever
0: that's pretty pretty good
1: that's why i told you a couple times to listen out for that because you even referenced castaway three or four times while we're watching it and i was like yeah still
0: didn't get it (laughs) no i was too I was too flabbergasted by the fucking thing that was being shown to me,
1: yeah, I thought that was clever. My
0: brain was not working, but that is a that is a pretty clever uh yeah Easter egg there,
1: so um Dan Radcliffe said this is his favorite movie he's ever done.
0: well, he didn't have to do a lot.
1: <laughs> I don't know, just man, he had I to
0: sit there and talk.
1: <laughs> Granted he hasn't fallen in that deep hole of weirdness that a lot of child actors have fallen into but like he didn't fall into the dark side of it he, See, he does it with style
0: though he, you know what no, i mean like it's not style
1: it's it's he's still fucked up in the head somebody touched him on the set of harry potter
0: i doubt that
1: i, <laughs> I doubt know. that very seriously but you you're,
0: he has kind of gone off that child actor deep end i know i know what you're saying but i think he's doing it in the best way possible not and with this movie, but with all his other movies.
1: He should have bought a castle. That would have been cool. Or he may own truck. a castle. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or an ice cream truck like Rupert Grint.
1: Yeah. All right. So, all the songs you were bitching about because you said they were hipstery. Yeah. It's not that they're hipstery, it's that they're all a cappella. That's exactly That's what, what did it is. Like. you didn't like. But they're all a cappella and they were written and recorded by Andy Hull and Robert McDowell of Manchester Orchestra. <laughs> Every one of those was sung by those two.
0: Yeah. I'm not a fan of a cappella, I guess.
1: Yeah. So due to the at-times juvenile behavior, at-times in air quotes because it's the whole fucker movie, uh, <laughs> many audience members walk out of the theater when it was screened at 2016 Sundance. I don't, <laughs> I don't blame them. I don't yeah. blame them. The movie was only filmed. It only took 22 days to film the movie.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Can you even yeah. film a movie in that short time? Apparently. All right, so members of the cast and crew contributed to Manny's farts, including Paul Dano. Dan Radcliffe says he contributed
0: to Manny's farts. I'm very curious. I got a fart. Get over here,
1: sound guy. (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe says he didn't contribute any farts. Oh, that's
0: poor shit. Yeah. That's Dan shit.
1: All right. So, one of the shadow puppet movie scenes that Hank shows to Manny is a character on a broomstick, you know, Harry Potter. And they also obviously show Jurassic Park and ET scenes. (laughs) So, while getting the confidence to actually talk to Sarah in the fake bus scenario, they have him walking down the aisle in sunglasses. Yeah. That's obviously a uh, homage to Weekend at Bernie's.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck, how did I miss that?
1: Which is the only other movie that I know of that stars a dead guy.
0: Yeah. That, <laughs> that one was good, though.
1: Eh, debatable.
0: I mean, it was a— it was better than this. <laughs> it was beloved. Let me put it that way. It was beloved.
1: Yeah. All right, so this is the second movie in a row where Mary Elizabeth Winstead's last line is, fuck— it's the last Dude, line in the movie. What the fuck? The last fuck? one being 10 Cloverfield Lane in 2016.
0: I I never saw that. I know what it's about, but I never I saw never it. I've never
1: watched the Cloverfield movies. We may have to do that eventually. Yeah,
0: maybe. I guess we might.
1: Well, that concludes uh, your trivia and such. We'll be back in a minute with Fan Theories. <laughs> All right, so Fan Theories implies that there are fans of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> But there's there's one theory that I read that fits the stupid theme of the movie and I don't know I'm just going to I'm just going to read this. You just all right, all hold right. your hold your applause I guess. Okay. So obviously Dan Radcliffe's penis at one point acts as a compass.
0: Dan Radcliffe's penis. Yep. While that right.
1: may seem arbitrary, there's actually maybe a logical reason why. So, <laughs> Manny is being taught how to live as a human, right? At some point, he probably discovered he had a penis, and he probably asked Hank what it was for. We're assuming this is off camera, right? Okay. <laughs> so Hank probably told Manny that there are two functions that a penis serves: to come and piss. So mm-hmm. Manny was <laughs> just kind of learning everything, and is unfamiliar with what body fluids actually a are, and especially wonder. especially their slang names. Probably just assumed it's a compass. Oh, my God. It fits the theme of how bad this movie is. And just I'm going to get it go with
0: follows it. the terrible logic using the terrible yes. logic of the film. It makes perfect sense.
1: Yes. Which is just bad. So that's that's the big one. There's a couple other fan theories that we just came up with as we were watching. Yeah. Um, one of them is that obviously the movie ends or, or what's his name? His life ends 30 seconds into the movie. Yeah, Hank is killing himself. Hangs himself. Yeah, <laughs> he And this is all
0: just the brain shooting its things, right?
1: Yes. Um. You know, The last tendrils of, of consciousness, consciousness, taking part. Maybe he sees the dead body, and that's just oh. And he thinks about it, and this is what goes through the brain in the last few seconds. Who knows? That's a theory. It makes some sense because yeah,
0: it you know. it's some at one point though. I I neglected to say this in the plot. At one point, like you know, we see. Hank at the beginning has its long this long beard. He's it looks like he's really been on a deserted island he for a long time. He teeth. shaves using Dan Radcliffe's teeth. But <laughs> we have no idea how long he was actually in those woods for.
1: Yeah. I don't think he was ever on a fucking
0: deserted deserted island.
1: You know, I think he had to charge just... his phone at some point.
0: Yeah, I think he was just in the woods and also like it was on four percent battery for what felt like months.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um another theory is that um The body coming back to pseudo life is Mm -hmm. magic, and this is Harry Potter's dead body. Which
0: I don't subscribe to because we see in the epilogue of Harry Potter that Harry is at least lives to be 40 years old in the year like 2020. So.
1: Right. But also also the Cursed Child screenplay, which is also canon. I thought they decanonized it. I don't know. At some point it was canon. And that said that he was not an R at the time of that, so you can't even trust the you know, the J.K. Rowling canon there. Well,
0: the, yeah, the, I'm, I'm this, saying the seven universe, original yeah. books are canon.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's, what we can agree on. At some point, you know, this could have been uh, a spell gone wrong or a copy of the the child. Yeah, that I'll, lived, I'll give maybe. you that.
0: I'll give you that. Like maybe like a like a like some sort of uh, maybe Harry made a uh, he's a Horcrux. horcrux. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Or he's just like a wax figure of Dan Radcliffe. I don't know. There, there's, there's a lot.
0: There's, there's it's Yeah, it could be in the Harry Potter universe. World. Yeah. It could be in the Harry Potter universe. That's another theory, is it? It's magic in a Harry Potter universe.
1: Someone OD'd Maybe on it's a uh, Polyjuice potion. <laughs> it could be a Boggart. Yeah. It could be a Boggart because he was scared of killing himself and becoming yep. a dead body on the beach, and that's exactly what he saw was a dead yep. body on the beach. Yep. I that's like a theory
0: it. theory I just came up with. It's a Boggart. like it. Ridiculous. Like this movie. So,
1: yeah, uh, those are your fan theories, I guess.
0: Uh, uh Oh shit! Oh. Do you have
1: any more to add? <laughs> I man, it's just let's, let's start on a positive note because we're gonna shit on it again. Um, yeah, so
0: yeah, we're gonna fart on all what over all did over
1: it. You like about this movie?
0: I liked. the I caught dialogue. you laughing
1: more than once.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is objectively, I guess. Funny is subjective by nature, but there were many parts where I laughed out loud, and not just because of how absurd everything was. There, there were was some decent writing. Moments. Yeah, there was some clever writing. I think that the uh, uh, the overall message of the movie is kind of kind of good. And I, th- I if I had to take a stab at what that message is, is hey, don't live in regret. You know, talk to people, do things, live your life, because otherwise you're gonna be living as a corpse.
1: Don't be I a think, stalker.
0: Yeah, don- and don't be a fucking stalker. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, live your life or you live it as a corpse. I think that's uh I think that's the message of the movie. And I and I really liked or that. Like
1: bottle up your ghosts enough, eventually they will come crumbling down on you and you'll yeah. go so crazy first talking to go- the dead bodies.
0: <laughs> yes. Um but like the, the dialogue was fun. I really enjoyed the the bus scene that they built where they where he made a like a panorama mm-hmm. and Dan Reckless is there. He's like, oh man, I'm living, or give you know, all that stuff and and uh yeah, I, I really enjoyed that part and uh like their whole hijinks in the woods was was all fun. So, mm. like that whole the I, montage they did.
1: <clears throat> I enjoyed the premise up until Dan Radcliffe started talking. Because Yeah, yeah, I like there are some I, other yeah. survival type books. Um I'm, I'm struggling to think of which one I'm talking I'm thinking about, but there's one where you know you you uh it starts off on a desert island or whatever, and they find a corpse and it almost seems like the start of a Stephen King book. You know? Like, you find this corpse and then eventually you find out... Yeah, you start off with a shipwrecked guy and a corpse and you're like... Wait, this guy wasn't on my ship, you know. Like it could have been a fun movie, ninety yeah. seconds in, if they'd gone a different direction.
0: Yeah, and, and I almost wish that if it, whenever like the corpse talks, I don't. I wanted like it just to be the voice, not the not the body moving, you know.
1: Yeah, like, that would have been better, I think.
0: Yeah, and and also the whole grappling hook shit, and you know, I yeah, I just yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it's just not a good movie, y'all. I'm just not gonna lie, I didn't like it. Uh, that that said, this is the third time I've seen it. So, <laughs> yeah, I d- I, okay. I d- if you have people in your life that you can drink with and watch stupid movies and laugh at it, this is perfect. Yeah, this is That's a how good I saw like it the first time.
0: Yeah, if you get a group of people together, um, and and you want to watch a movie and just laugh and 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 you know, throw stones at it. It Maybe has
1: some mind altering substances like alcohol or other things (laughs) while you're doing
0: something to get yourself intoxicated in some fashion. Yeah. Otherwise this movie, this movie is not uh, having done it. Not worth watching sober.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, What was your least favorite part though?
1: Um, A well-placed dick joke. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. I don't, this didn't have the cadence for that. A fart joke. Like the first fart joke was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Every other fart joke after that was like, okay, come on. It was like, just I all, all yeah. about fart jokes, piss jokes, penis, like whatever. You want to be crude, go for it. But do it in the right timing, like, right
0: circumstance.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, timing is everything when it comes to comedy. So, exactly. This and, didn't have the right cadence for that. It didn't, you couldn't figure out this was a comedy movie. Or a drama with intentional obscenity to try and disrupt the the drama of it. Yeah, you never figured out what the fuck this movie was until the end, and then you're like, "Wow, it was just a depressing fucking movie." Yeah,
0: you def you definitely just hit on what my least favorite part of the movie was. Is it has like this this weird multiple identity and can't figure out what it is. Yeah, it can't figure out if it wants to be a full fledged comedy. It can't discern, and even again, even full fledged comedies can have like you know messages at the end. But like,
1: it went from you've got movies that. Can blend. You know, obviously, you can blend two genres into one movie. Sure. You got something like The Edge that is a survival drama. Yes, which is what one thing this was, and it's a drama for what happened before the movie because you know the two guys the are marital Drama. Woman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've got two dramas colliding, which made a great movie. Yeah, and then, movie. yeah, and then you've got like Castaway is just a straight up survival drama type thing. Yeah, but when you do survival drama plus real life drama plus a comedy.
0: Plus, apparently, like, hallucinogenic, like, drug-infused yeah. like, uh, hallucinations. It's trying to four
1: different movies when the best you could pull off is maybe two types of movies in the same movie. Yeah, two. two, two yeah. Uh, it takes you know, a good writer
0: to, com- to combine genres, and I think these guys tried to bite off more than they could chew.
1: It almost just feels like this was Dan Radcliffe just having fun. That's but exactly what it
0: was. It came yeah. off – Again, uh, one th- one of the thing I really liked about the movie is I could really tell that those two actors were having a hell of a time on set. They were just yeah. like they 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 were just la- they are probably laughing a fuck ton behind scenes and just you know relishing in the absurdity of it all. Yeah. Even though the it's final one of those movie- movies
1: that's just like anxious.
0: Yeah, you you know me. I'm a nervous movie watcher, and at the end, like when it started like all collapsing and showing you what everything was, I was standing on my feet. Looking at the screen going, the fuck is happening? The fuck is happening? What's going on? I hate yeah. this. I don't want to be watching this right it, now.
1: It, it almost explained things at the end. I'll give it that. The, the good, it, the, it almost the good thing
0: is Ramona Flowers. I forget her name in the movie now. Uh, Sarah. Um, yeah. Sarah says the, thing, the last words that Sarah says are the exact same words on every audience member's mind.
1: What, what the, the fuck? fuck? And I think that's a great place to leave this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's that's what we'll end it. <laughs>
1: what the fuck.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Please join us next week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Fluent Nerd. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcast. Also, tell your friends about us. Seriously, text one right now or shout if you happen to be in public. You can send your feedback, show ideas, or behind the scenes stories at the fluent nerd at gmail.com. And we want to give a very special thanks to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Check him out on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week.
1: Poop is when your body takes everything it doesn't want and squeezes it out your butt.
0: Oh, God. Oh. <laughs>